Welcome everybody to the Arcade Podcast. It is post-Thanksgiving madness. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it. My my body's definitely feeling it. I've put on definitely a few pounds from all the food that I've eaten and all the things that I picked up, but I'm glad to be here. I'm John, uh, one of the arcade experts uh, here on staff, also known as Kawaii Guy. I'm sitting here with the always wonderful, the always pushing other products on to me, Howard. How are you doing, Howard? <laughs> always wonderful? I don't know about that, but I'm doing great. I'm still recovering from Thanksgiving, recovering from a lot of things, trying to catch up on everything before my baby shows up. What? In just four, no, three and a half weeks, I will be a father. So you got the UPS notification that that's going to be coming in the mail here shortly. Yeah, and I'm refreshing every single day. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get lost in transit, and hopefully it uh, it arrives safe and sound at home. And we're super excited for you here at the office. And I'm terrified. Hey, you know what? That's fine, because what I'm most terrified about right now is every time I look at my bank account post-Black Friday. I bought way too many games. I will say that. I uh, saw many good deals over on the Xbox Marketplace. In fact, for the gold members, they had majority of their titles 40 to 50% off. Ooh. And I definitely did some damage there. I picked up Titanfall 2 uh, for half price, uh, which was surprising because it's only been out for about two weeks now. Absolutely awesome game. I love it. Uh, the multiplayer is very reminiscent of the first, but the campaign is what sets it apart. Campaign is absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, good playthrough, easy to play, really solid, looks great. I love it. Also uh, picked up uh, Final Fantasy XV. Mm, of course. How Which, not? Uh, well, time usually oh, is the time to, for yeah. something that's been... What, 10 years in the making? 10 years like in the making, and I had the privilege of working on some of the creative marketing uh, components uh, with a few of my clients uh, earlier this year, uh, where we met with Tobias on the director and the art director and several other folks who worked on the program, and it is an absolutely gorgeous title. Absolutely awesome game. The neat thing about it, uh, I mean, Final Fantasy usually, it usually is a blend of medieval culture and technological culture so it's very much in that vein but with this one they have built in social sharing mm. so one of the characters uh prompto i believe is the one who does it takes a lot of photos in the game and that's one of his characters things is while you're battling he takes photos and leaves tons of screenshots being automated by the system well then you can share them on facebook and twitter so for those of you who might be seeing on my twitter my twitter account is pretty much entirely based in the world of eos right now just from photos that they're being taken in game. And I like make little quips and little funny little lips and stuff like that. So it is, it's, it's brilliant. It's a beautiful title. I probably have another 120 hours left in the gameplay or something like that. Cause it's so, so long and so expansive, but I love it. I'm super excited about everything with it. And yeah, that's absorbing. Me. It's really interesting how they implemented that social fair sharing feature. Cause most games basically just have, you know, you can press a, print screen or whatever it is and then right. share that directly. But to actually have someone in game taking photos mm -hmm. when they're battling, which is kind of strange, but you know, priorities. well, that's what, when they're battling or just like there, there was one I took and shared this morning of just like, there's a, there's a cut scene and there's a very like lot of tension between this guy and this other guy's sister. And they're oh. just sitting chatting, but there's like this weird tension moment. And I didn't know Prompto was in the room, but there's a photo of the two of us. 
Oh, in that creepy. very yeah, it's very creepy. There was like, a very can, creepy can you moment. Make out again and like get really angry. I gotta take this photo. Yeah, yeah, because it was just yeah, it was it was weird. Um, so those are those are some things. I'm like, oh, you were there. Did not expect <laughs> that. Um, but it's an awesome title. Big kudos to the our friends at Square Enix and the whole team that was working on that project. It's a beautiful title, and you'll hear more about that down the line after. I get more than I think I'm 11 hours into it already. Oh, you have a long way to go. Yeah, I've waited. Are you wait. be streaming at all? Uh, maybe. It's a matter of my console is across the room, so streaming it into the PC is relatively uh, yes. difficult. But they do have on Xbox right now where you can stream whatever's on your system via Wi-Fi to your computer. Mm-hmm. So I might test that here and see how that will perform in the streaming zone. But I figure that's down the road. As for right now, it's Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch for me when it comes to streaming. Season 3 started yesterday, and we are going to be tackling placement matches tonight. Yes, yes. The goal, of course, is to get not gold uh, <laughs> into placement. shift the rankings a little bit, so it's more likely we'll get gold. But who knows? That, that's, uh, who knows? And I by mean, the way, I haven't told you yet. Yeah. But one of my subscribers, um, who I've been playing a little bit with, he was Diamond last season. Holy and he's going to be joining up with us tonight if we have room in our group. So of course we have room in the group. Maybe that might help a little bit. Yeah, well, yes, I would love a Diamond player. Surprise. Um, so that'll be awesome. We're going to be doing that. You can check it out on uh, both of our channels. Uh, you can uh, follow my channel, youtube.com slash C slash Guy. Uh, or, uh, Howard, you, what's your secondary My channel? gaming channel is Call Me Howard. Call Me Howard. I so, hate that name, but that was the only one available. Well, that's the thing. I wish YouTube allowed us a better means to create URLs. Like, I'm soon enough, I'm just going to buy a domain to send people, because I hate doing right. youtube.com slash C or gaming.youtube.com slash C slash kawaii guy slash live. And it's like, there, there has to be a better means for when it comes to domains. Um, so I may just up purchasing one. Yeah, kawaiiguylive.com. I think that's perfect. Uh, so grab it before someone else does. Yes, it's, it's already sold. Yep, I just checked, and somebody who was listening into our recording portion uh, just <laughs> purchased it. The NSA is buying it right now. Oh, Hello, NSA. that darn NSA! Uh, yeah, Black Friday. I didn't. You know, I didn't buy anything Black Friday. I didn't buy anything Cyber Monday. But I mm. did make a little bit of a purchase on Saturday. Um, I've been wanting a new camera for quite a while. I've the camera is a big purchase, not a little purchase. Yeah, I know. I've been rocking a Canon 6D for several years, and I, I loved it, but it's very outdated now. And I haven't been extremely happy with Canon. They haven't. They don't have a camera that has 4K video recording that's somewhat affordable. Mm. I think their new 5D has it, but it's a little bit pushing the limits and is not mirrorless. I kind of want to go in that direction. Mm. So I've been thinking about going to Sony. But, and a few months ago, I was going to buy the AR7 II, but then the baby started to happen. Oh, yeah. So I figured, you know what, it's probably not the best idea. But then, you know, last week I was like, well, I want to take pictures of the baby. (laughs) And the Canon 6D is just not great in low light and this, that, the other thing. So I was looking and looking and looking. I was going to get the new uh, Sony A6500, which looks great. And then I was on eBay just browsing, and someone was selling the AR7 II mm. for $2,300, no, $2, which is usually yeah. $3,200. And it was just one of those things that... It wasn't like, a typo? No. The guy and I have been in constant communication. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow, so we'll see if it's like a bag of bricks. But he yeah. has a very good rating on eBay, 100% across like 600 sales. Seems legit. I guess we'll find out. But it was one of those moments I just like... You know what? It was just posted a few minutes ago. I'm grabbing it. And we'll see. I mean, 
this may be a very different conversation next week when we realize it was a bag of bricks, but hey, that was all I purchased. That's an incredible, incredible deal. I mean, still a very pricey camera. Oh, of course. But I mean, I've seen the quality of that and it's going to be absolutely awesome, especially for what you do and especially for photos of the baby. I think it's going to be great. Um, now, to the listeners out there, you don't need a camera that scale? No, you definitely don't. I mean, going back to but, the um, the Sony A6500 that I was thinking, that that's $1,500. Mm-hmm. Shoots 4K, beautiful photos. You can definitely get away with that. You can even get away with something a lot cheaper than that. They have, you know, Canon has the T, I don't know what it's at now, 5i, 6i, 8i, I don't know. But those are relatively affordable DSLRs that you can get for several hundred dollars. And you'll get gorgeous footage. And this is for both filming, so any pre-recorded stuff that you might have on your channel, or for still photography, for your social media. These are great options. And then if you do get these cameras, there are Wi-Fi enabled SD cards, it it shoots onto SD, um, that you can get that will directly transfer it to your um, phone in the the event that you want to share social uh, media photos that are a bit more high quality than what you might be able to shoot with your phone's camera. Um, so that's a great option for those of you out there. Uh, but you know, I say, keep watching all the deals happening, especially leading up to, to the holidays here in December, there are going to be tons and tons and tons of really good deals on camera equipment and other equipment that you might need for your streaming rig. Yeah. And if you're thinking about getting into vlogging, something like the Canon G seven X, which we also have is incredible. It has built in Wi-Fi. you can control with your phone. Um, takes great photos. So there's a lot of things, and those are always going on sale. They might have just have flash sales. They might be on sale for an extended period of time. And check various places. Amazon is always good at ma- uh, price matching some of the best sales. But, yeah, you definitely don't need a super expensive camera. Um, so even your phone can probably take great video. So for other uh, things you picked up on Black Rider, did you get a copy of the new Pokemon, by the way? I did. I got Pokemon uh, Moon, mm-hmm. and my wife got Pokemon Sun. Okay. And I've been playing it. Uh, you, you know, a few hours every night before I go to bed. Okay. I am loving it. The okay. last few, what I've realized with the Pokemon expand or not the expansion, but the franchise, is there there are a lot of games that just feel the same. Like right. There was red, there was blue, there was yellow, then there was a few after that, and they just kind of felt the same. The story yeah. changed a little bit, but this one feels fresh. You're on an island, or a series of islands, and you basically have to go through these trials on every single island. And I think I'm on island, or I just hit island number three. Hmm. And it's a very in-depth storyline, which, you know, there's a lot of bashing the, the A button because you're trying to get through some of the dialogue. A little bit frustrating, but it's it's interesting to read all that stuff and kind of dive into it. Hmm. Um, obviously, there's new Pokemon. The starters are so adorable. There's hmm. Rowlet, which that's the owl one, which I chose. Which Lynn. I see lots of photos of that guy. Yeah, yeah. and then there's Pocleo. I think. He's that one that looks like a seal. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been hating against him. Yeah, I haven't seen much of that. The the only thing that's really kind of driving me crazy in Pokemon Sun and Moon is there's a new mechanic when you're you're out in the wild and you encounter a wild Pokemon. They have the ability to call an ally. So sometimes you'll you know, you'll attack them to get them down to the yellow or the red in their little uh, attack bar at the top or health bar at the top to try to capture them. And right when you're about to capture, they call an ally. So all of a sudden there's, let's say it's a Zubat, all of a sudden there's two Zubats battling you. And you can't throw a Pokeball at just one of them. You have to get rid of one to get back to the other one. Oh, that's so funny. And then there's a chance you'll call another ally. 
That reminds me of there's a mechanic in uh, Earthbound where this happens. And the first time you really encounter it, well, it's in, in the town of Onet, which is the opening scene. Um, if you're fighting one of the shark punks or let's say you're on your way to Giant Step, uh, there's slug battles that you're having. But what mm. they'll do is when they start getting low on health or if they're seeing that they're a little outmatched, they will call for help. And they can keep calling in all these other things. So by the end of it, it's just like you don't even have just attack slug A, which is, you know, well, it's just attack slug. And then there's attack slug B, C, D, E, and they just start stacking up, which is great for XP when it's an easy battle, uh, which I don't know. Does it give you extra XP for beating these allies? Does it give you any of the other bonuses? Or is it just purely an annoyance factor? I do believe you get extra XP for de defeating the additional allies, but I haven't paid attention to that. And there is the chance that when they do call for an ally, it doesn't show up, which is right. sometimes nice. But it's, you know... It's there. <laughs> so it just detracts from you being able to collect. It's like, uh, i got to deal with this annoyance in order to collect the next one. Yeah, so at that point, if they call another one, I'll just run. Oh, geez. How, how is the music and everything in it? Is it's it, good. They yeah. keep a lot of the original you know, sound effects, like when you're going to the uh, pokey, uh, uh, the healing center, whatever yeah. it's called. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have the same jingle. After you catch a Pokemon, it's the same jingle. Of course, a little bit improved. But there's a lot of hints to the original, which is really nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, yeah, it's great. I, I was intending to get a copy of it, but I think between Overwatch, Final Fantasy, and I think the rest of... Well, I have two kittens now. So oh, that's right. Say real life. Two, two new kittens. Yeah, I have two new kittens, Kermie and Fozzie. So between... <laughs> the and they two, have their own Instagram account. And that already has 700... What is the Instagram account? It's at Kermie and Fozzie, like the Muppets. Um, they're already at 750 followers. Ooh, people love kittens. I don't know how this happens. And I, put, even though I'm definitely allergic to them, I just have to put them in my streams and I'll just be successful. Oh, yeah. It'll be... <laughs> if there's a way that you can keep like a wall, sort of like how they did in Indiana Jones, how they had uh, a of glass between uh, Harrison Ford and the Cobra that strikes at oh, him there you go. Uh, for the special effect. Just do that for all your streams. Just have a bunch of kittens around the glass box that you're sitting in uh, while streaming. Uh, but you know, between all that, I don't know if I'm going to have time for Pokemon. I, I want to. I want to experience. I want to hop into it. But it's there's so little time. So it's like, Howard, how do I choose what to play in this grand economy of Tons of titles and tons of people playing different things. How do I choose what game I should play? It's difficult. You've got to go with, you know, what you have time for, what really interests you. You know, I've been wanting to get back into No Man's Sky for a little bit. I know, well, shocking, they have the, well, well, they have the new updates. Um, I know, they have the new updates, which we'll talk about in a second, but I just haven't found the time to get back into it. Because, like you said, I'm always on Overwatch. We're now Pokemons in my life. Mm -hmm. And Final Fantasy might be next. Oh yeah, well, that's, and then there's a baby, and it's like, what do I do? That's the thing, and like when you try to like dabble with another game, you feel like you're cheating on the other game because like, oh, I know I need to be spending more time with that, and I don't know what to be doing. And that. then we have viewers who expect certain games to yeah. be streamed. Yeah. So if you switch to something else, they start yelling at you, and they unsubscribe, or if they're maybe getting auto unsubscribed, who knows? Oh, that's a whole other issue. Oh God, yeah. Well, here, well, let's touch on a few things here. Well, first, yeah, you know, when it comes to streaming and you know playing stuff i was talking with my client andre uh last night about this where you have to love what you're playing yeah so it doesn't turn into just pure work once it turns into pure work it's gonna become a grind and you're gonna hate it and you're gonna you might fall out of love with something that you loved like uh that happened to uh, a friend of mine joel who's playing a lot of zelda as part of streams 
by the end of it, he hated Zelda. He did mm. not want to do it anymore because it became such a grind for him. And, you know, that was what I was talking with Andre about last night. It's just like Paper Mario. I picked that up. Beautiful game. The mechanic that I described in a previous episode was too painful. I have no desire to finish that game. Even though it looks beautiful, I'm sure the story is great, but the mechanics take me out of it. I cannot grind through something that I don't enjoy. Yeah. And your viewers don't want to see that either on your channel. So, you know, I'm going to stick it to Overwatch for a while, especially the new competitive season. We'll see how it goes. But let's talk about two the two next things. No Man's Sky. They came out of nowhere. Oh my god. After several month hiatus of not speaking. Yeah, this is so bizarre. So if you want the whole story, fullscreenarcade.com, I just released an article yesterday or the day before, something like that. It was a beautiful day here at, in Los Angeles. I just went up to our balcony at the office, just sat there for a few hours and just wrote about this thing. So just to sum it up, No Man's Sky, when it was originally, no, go let's go back a little bit. When it was announced, there was this, it was this big, massive, procedurally generated universe. It looked gorgeous with all these features, freighters and rotating planets and these beautiful animals and stuff like that, beaches, rivers, whatever. And they continued showing all these features up until several weeks before the game was actually released to the public. And Sean Murray, the main developer over there, was super excited. He kept saying about all these features that are coming. And then the game was released. And a lot of those features just didn't exist. Mm. And even after the game was released, Sean Murray would make public statements and saying, well, multiplayer is in there. It's just very unlikely that you will ever discover somebody else's planet. Well, someone discovered someone else's planet. They found out who it was. And they, on stream, they went to the exact same location as they were. Mm. And nobody was there. Mm. So there was a lot of lies. No man's lie, right? Yeah. Um, so the backlash was insane. People were leaving negative reviews. People were getting refunds. The player base, I think, dropped from several thousand players a day to, or maybe even more than that, um, it dropped to about 300 players per day, Oof. which is not good. No, that's horrible. Yeah, so they released a few statements saying that they're, they're doing what they can. They released a few very small updates around the time of release, and then they just went silent. Like, literally for almost 100 days. It was very bizarre. And then, fast forward to last week, they released an update, or sorry, they released a blog post that says a foundation update is coming, which will set the foundation for base building and future updates to come. Now, when I read that, it sounded to me that this was going to be a very small update that would put a bit of code in the game so that a much bigger update would follow. At right. some point. Right. And with all the lies and the quietness, who knows if that was even going to come. And then a few days later, I think probably two days later, the world exploded. This massive update landed in our faces that, you know, they still call it a foundation update. But it's a lot more than a foundation. The base building that they put in there is basically like the Sims and Minecraft had a baby mm -hmm. in space. You can build these massive bases. You can teleport to and from your freighter, which you can now buy and customize your freighter, which is incredible. Um, new resources, new, 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 so much new stuff. And this is a huge update. Now, I have to imagine a lot of this code was already existing from some of the things that they pulled out. And I also discussed in that article why the initial issues may have happened. You know, one of them may have been it was just overhyped. 
They wanted to sell copies. They wanted to get pre-releases. So they just talked about all these features and then just never released them. Mm -hmm. The other theory is that, you know, it could have been, there could have been one or two buggy features Mm. that then affected a bunch of other features. So one of the examples I gave is, let's say you have rotating planets, which was one of the features they pulled. The code for rotating planets may have actually interacted with, let's say, the freighters that you can buy, or some of the specific animals, or some of the atmosphere effects. And because, you know, if they pull the rotating planet code, now they have to pull the code from, like, let's say, five other features, Mm. because that doesn't work. And it would just cause, it would be a lot more work to fix those features than it would to just be to pull them all and then fix them later. So that's a possibility, but who Mm. knows? We, We really don't know what happened, but... I honestly thought during that 100 days of silence, I think it was 93 days, that they just completely jumped ship, took their money and ran. Because one of the developers apparently went over to Star Citizen, which is really interesting. But now it seems like things are on the up. People are leaving better reviews now. They're excited about the game. Um, There were some hints in the game files that buggies are coming, so you can like rove around planets and blow things up, which is really interesting. So it seems like there's a future for No Man's Sky, but they're they're going to have to work hard to earn our trust back. Well, that's the thing is just like I feel like the damage has already been done at this point to the audience base. It it seemed that way, but you know I I spent a lot of time on the No Man's Sky subreddit, mm-hmm. and the literally overnight the mood had changed. It was one of the most vile subreddits during those hundred days. People were just crapping on Sean Murray and No and uh, Hello Games. And then once that foundation update was released, it's a completely different place. People are actually, it's really strange to see that happen, but people are actually appreciative of the new communication that they're, uh, they hired a new community manager, which is nice. Um, So I think there is an opportunity as long as they continue to communicate now that they've kind of set that foundation. I'm hoping. I hope so too. I'm hoping. But let's let's actually bridge that because, you know, we referenced it a little bit earlier and... You know, communication is key in every single business mm-hmm. operation. YouTube, as of late, has been getting a lot of attention uh, through blogs and posts and articles that are being posted all over the web for issues that users are experiencing on their platform. Now, I've heard it from you know my clients, people within the network about the broken sub box, the lack of notifications going to active subscribers, uh, viewership being all over the board, and you know a lot of those questions uh, that I see come in, I'm able to you know back up with you know referencing data that I might be seeing in the CMS or saying oh well there's actually a trend going this way on your channel, maybe we can pivot, maybe we can do this. As of right now, we're seeing these changes occur. And the backend CMS isn't showing any really active points as to why these things are occurring. Um, And YouTube is remaining completely silent. And it's not making people happy. I mean, have you heard about any of this stuff happening right now? I've heard it everywhere. I've heard it from uh, YouTubers that we represent, YouTubers that we don't represent. I've seen it on blogs. I've seen it, I think my wife mentioned it. She saw it on Twitter. It's blowing up everywhere. And... The interesting part about that is, you know, John and I are both creators. We've built up our audiences. Between the two of us, we have several million followers across our different channels and, and social platforms. Mm-hmm. And it's affecting us too. Mm-hmm. And even though we are full screen employees during our day jobs, we have no idea what's going on. Right. Because, 
you know, we have a direct connection with YouTube, but for things like this, they don't really fill us in. Maybe because they're trying to investigate and figure it out, they want to give us wrong answers, because they know deep down that if they do say anything to us, it's going to get out there. Right. And if they say the wrong thing without fully investigating what the problem is, then, you know, it's also, you know, if it is an algorithm change, they don't really want that out there as well, because then people will be gaming the system. Correct. And if they tell that stuff to full screen employees or any employees that manages YouTube clients, that's going to cause a problem. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's a big thing. I see a lot of the article posting saying, make the algorithm public or let us know how you're you know, yeah. posting. That will never occur because as we've seen, as I see, you know, people, you know, outside uh, who are doing this, people can bot and game the system pretty easily. In yeah. fact, early days of YouTube, if you wanted to get a video view fast, all you had to do was uh, hit the refresh button on your I keyboard. I remember those days. And that, that was how, you know, some of the people at the start racked up their views, was just by hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. Nowadays, they have a lot of blockades in the system. They do a lot of checks and balances to see where's viewership coming from, is it repeat viewership, is it a unique viewer, etc. But they will never, they will never open up, here's how the algorithm works, because people will manipulate it for the purpose of financial gain. Now, when it comes to all these other issues we're experiencing, I think you hit it on the head. It's just like, if they were to ever tell us as a company, here's what's happening, it would hit thousands of users pretty fast because we see these concerns rolling through not only our support channels, but our direct channels. And that's that's an issue. That's not good. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to trust anybody these days. Yeah. I mean, even though there are certain, there are most, most people in this company would probably not say a word if YouTube came to us and said, this is what's going on. Right. There will be one or two people who might leak something either by mistake or on purpose. You know, it goes back to the days when I worked at Apple. I worked at one of the retail stores as one of the, the uh, product trainers. And I had people all the time ask me, oh, you know what's going on with the next iPhone? Of course, you know, Apple tells you guys. No, they don't. Yeah. We're a bunch of like 20-year-olds working at an Apple store. Why would they <laughs> trust us with anything? But here's the thing is like from all the sessions that I've had over at YouTube, I honestly don't think they know either. When there That's would true. be issues, when they were doing the Google Plus merger and bugs would occur, they would have no idea why that was happening. Um, they just, oh, well, oftentimes it's misaligned code or code that's contradicting another line of code. It's the same thing as what's going on with, you know, No Man's Sky. Your theory with that is just like, you know, by removing one element, it will brick a bunch of other elements on there. Yeah. So that is something that, you know, we wish we had the answer for you guys. I wish I knew, here's what it is, here's how we can fix it, here's how we can work towards it. But this is once again, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this in several outlets and even on my social media and on my streams. You need to have a base where you can communicate directly with your followers at all times. Social media isn't always the answer. You know, I strongly encourage you to be active on all social medias, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. But you need to have a base in the event that all those go away, poof, one day, they're all gone. Where does your audience communicate with you? And I think that's where it comes down to you need to have a website or you need to have a means that you can communicate directly to your follower base. Yeah, I agree. And, it, you know, it, it's a lot of work to create a website, a decent-looking website that functions properly and curates all your content. You can release exclusive content, that sort of thing. But it's worth it because, I mean, look at Twitter, for example. Twitter's on the verge of potentially 
getting destroyed because they can't find a buyer. Mm -hmm. They're losing money like ridiculous, like crazy. And it's very possible that if they don't find a buyer, which I think they will, I mean, Apple or Google will just buy them up to keep them in business. Um, but if they don't, it could go away. It happened to Vine. Oh, yeah. It could happen to YouTube. It probably won't. But, I mean, the, the reality is, and we've seen it, people's YouTube channels could get shut down overnight. Because they think they're doing something that's not against the terms of service, like tagging in the description, and all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. And a lot of times, you just can't give that, get that back. But if you have something to fall back on, like a website or even like a Patreon account, but then again, you're still relying on somebody. But you have something to fall back on and send people to. Correct, correct. So big key with all these things, with the changes on YouTube, is like you'll hear time and time again when YouTube makes these changes. You know, the time that it hurt my business was in March of 2012. And there were articles, and, you know, Daystorm was very vocal at that time, and a few other key players at the time were very vocal about the changes being made. YouTube is in the business of protecting YouTube. They're not in the business of protecting you. When it comes to the relationships you form with managers, people here at full screen, et cetera, we're looking out for the best interest of your overall business across the board, looking at how can you diversify, how can you protect yourself in all of this, so remember that you're in the business of you. So let's find ways so that way when YouTube makes these small changes, you don't feel the hurt fully. Yeah, and that being said, I do wish that there was a little bit more communication between us and YouTube. Oh, yeah. Not us as employees, but as creators. Right. Because they obviously know something's happening. They may not know what is happening, but they've seen videos. Like Boogie's video has several million views already, I think. Yeah. Um, other creators are making videos. It's on popular blogs. Something's happening. And to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, I haven't seen anything from YouTube that's even saying, we hear you, we're looking into it, we'll let you know when we have an update. No. I haven't seen that. They know. I... And that's the issue that happened in No Man's Sky, is there wasn't even like, we understand you're upset, we're working on updates. Right. Like there was nothing. I've never I've never seen that with YouTube to be honest. And I know they have good intentions. I know they're building a great platform and they've built one of the most impressive platforms currently on the marketplace. But please, please, YouTube, if you ever happen to listen to this podcast, <laughs> which I know the entire staff is, right? All of them. All of them. Please, please, please communicate with your creator base. You have a direct means in the creator studio they log into every single day. Talk to them. Let them know what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on, just note that fact of, we hear you. We will figure it out. Just for fun, here's my lifetime stats. You guys can't see it, but John can see it. Ooh. It looks like my dip started in that looks like of 2010. Uh, oh, man. So some sort of algorithm thing happened in October of 20, or December of 2010, and there went my career. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, it was March of so, 2012 for me. Yeah, so things happen. Up. And luckily, I had a little bit of uh, a, a fallback. I did have a website. I had other things. And, you know, eventually I found, quote, a, a real job. But, <laughs> you know, this sort of thing happens. And you've got to be prepared for it. That's exactly right. So, you know, in the meantime, I'd say the frustrations are being heard across the uh, industry right now. So don't feel as if you have to make a vocal... Uh, video about it on your channel. Um, know that the major voices at play are 
actively going at YouTube right now. Oh, yeah. So stay focused on your content and look at ways you can diversify your business outwards. That's the best advice I can give. Yeah, YouTube knows. They just haven't said anything. They, they know. They're like Santa Claus. They hear. They know. They're there. Um, oh, what else is going on in the world for you? Well, there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, for me, that's... Yeah. I don't know. What else? That's, that's about it. That's all I got. I mean, oh, I just, well, yeah. we do. Depending on when you guys hear this, we do have a pretty big December event going on or will be going on at some point for Arcade. I haven't heard about this yet. What are you doing? We're, we're doing... <laughs> just a, kidding. I didn't a hear mostly, <laughs> I was, Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, we're going to be doing a huge giveaway event in December. We don't know the exact date that it's going to start. We're finalizing things and making the website look pretty and stuff like that. But basically, every day from when it starts... We're going to be giving something away, and those things can range from gift codes, not gift codes, gift cards. Nope. Yes. Okay. We have gift cards. You have gift cards, have and, you have, and you have game codes. Game, there you go. Game codes. Um, we have Amazon gift cards, and we even have some Elgato game capture cards, which we're figuring out how to give away, but John and I may be giving some away mm -hmm. on our streams. Yep. We may be giving them away just through the website that we're going to be building. Or have built, but you'll see it. And you know, this it may be a week from now when you hear this, or it may have already happened. I don't know. Keyword: Follow us on Twitter. Yes, at Arcade Gaming. And that way, we'll be setting all the updates for the contest and other things that we're working on all through that outlet. So make sure you follow us on there so you can keep up to date with the latest giveaway. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much about the giveaway. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but you know, in, in kind of being as transparent as we can because we're all about communication <laughs> you know there's a lot of things that we're doing here on the arcade team behind the scenes to figure out how we can better promote content of creators in our network and not just creators who have four million subscribers but creators who have 500 subscribers or a thousand subscribers and we're looking into better ways to promote not just the videos but the channels as well and it's difficult because we have a lot of creators in our network, a lot of creators, a lot of gamers in our network. And we're trying to find a nice balance of, you know, a small creator with only a few subscribers who creates really interesting, unique content. And I think that's mm. key these days Absolutely. because there's a lot of people making Minecraft videos. In fact, if you go to YouTube and you search by week, you'll see, I think, literally 30 million results Holy for cow. Minecraft. It's insane. So you're competing with a lot of people. Yeah. So the question you have to ask yourself is, how do you stand out from that crowd? Right. That's a big crowd. Wow. And that's what we're kind of looking for. We have on their website, we have a form you can submit your content. And if it's unique enough, we have people actively reviewing this stuff every single day. If it really stands out to us, you have a much better chance of getting featured. And we're looking at ways, other ways we can feature some of this content by genre. You know, we have a lot of people in the network who play sports video games. We want to do more for these people. So there's things happening behind the scenes. It's just that it takes time and we want to do it right. That's correct. That's correct. So if you haven't submitted yet through the website, be sure to do so. It's underneath the community tab. Uh, you can click there and submit your content to us. We're looking at all different ways to do it through the website, through our social media platforms, also through our streaming schedule, which we're going to be solidifying at the start of the year. Um, so that way, for those of you who live stream, I'd love to get you involved in an active fashion. So we're going to be figuring all of that stuff out uh, within the next few months here. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really exciting. And there's so much opportunity in this industry to help the smaller guys and gals. Um, and we're going to be doing as much as we can. 
Awesome. Well, I'm super pumped. I mean, right now, I'm going back to play Final Fantasy 15. I right don't know now. what you're. Yeah, I'm going right now. I'm hopping back into EOS. <laughs> so that's that's it for that's me. That's why you have a corner seat in the office. You're you, just playing Final Fantasy. You think all. I'm doing work? Nah, <laughs> I ain't doing work. I'm playing Final Fantasy 15 right now, as you can tell by social. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on all the social media webs or check out the website fullscreenarcade.com. Uh, we're going to have tons of uh, new content going up through there, as well as the announcements around our giveaway this month of December. Uh, so once again, John at Kawaii Guy LA on Twitter. And I am Howard at Pinsky on Twitter. Awesome. And we will see you next time uh, here on the Arcade Podcast. All right, everybody, take care. Have a great week. Bye.